Okay, there's the recording. The Twitch chat is up. Nobody's ever in it. Hello, Twitch chat. Say, say hello. You can kind of see me, Twitch chat, can't you? Yes. Uh-huh. You can see the recording. But Twitch chat never does anything. I am told that watching my voice appear on the screen while you can see the waves is actually very interesting. And I can't imagine that for the life of me. But there you go. There it is. There you are, if you want it. Hello. Hello. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Okay. And now we got to switch on over to here. Hi, everybody. Oh, my God. I used to be so nervous about going off push to talk. But uh, not anymore. Uh, now, I should, I should say that every time I've said that, every time I'm like, guys, I feel good. Then I've had, like, stomach issue, like, pop up. And it might. And it might. But that's okay, because we're getting better. So how are we going to start tonight, guys? Do you want to hear... What do you want to do tonight? How do we want to start tonight? I now have the energy where we can do one of these shows every week. I'm positive without missing anything else or without dropping anything else. I'm positive. We're, we're at that level, right? Uh, and so I just want to know, is everybody happy with quick quotes as a beginner? If I don't have something scripted, does everybody like quick quotes? Everybody likes quick quotes as a starter because I do kind of want to have a starting routine, right? This is a podcast. It goes out. I'm trying to be semi-professional. As you can tell, there's starting to be ads on the podcast and shit. So quick quotes. Okay. If you are here in live and you have something you want me to say, all you got to do is put in quotation marks. Put it in quotation marks and I will say it. Put it in quotation marks and I will enunciate it. I said put it in quotation marks and I will say it not spread. I don't have a fourth one and I absolutely need one to finish it off. So I'm getting real nervous because that's three. Can't have three. Songs come as in four. We all know that. It's quartets and shit. If you put in quotation marks, I won't explain it. There we go. And now we can all rest easy. Just letting the quotations fill up. And here we are. <clears throat> Such a good girl. Won't you be a good kitten for daddy? You're mine. To do with as I please. I want to eat that ass, girl. Sit on my lap, little girl, and let me stroke your hair. I can't wait. Uh oh I can't wait to get you home and put that hot little mouth to work. You love that daddy makes you so nervous. Makes you Shiver. Don't move, baby girl, or I'll stop. Lie back and let Daddy's big hands take care of you. Knees. Now!
Oh, I just can't wait to be king. Quick note, somebody somebody showed out that that's the White Privilege song, and I was like, huh, it is, isn't it? It is kind of the White Privilege song. It's literally just walking around going all like, things are dope, but they could be doper. Things are dope, but they're gonna be doper for me. <laughs> things are great, but they're gonna be better for me. That's the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the songs are like one day when I am king and I will reign. No, it's just all like oh yeah, woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, guys, quick quotes. You said you wanted it. Don't get off on a Disney tangent. I could talk about the CGI of the Lion King for. Ever. I could talk about the CGI of the new Lion King until the end of goddamn time. Alright. <laughs> I can't believe you talked Daddy into this. Okay, darling. Here goes. How do you like your penalty served? Come for Daddy. Now, little girl. I'll do a purr at the end. If you take your spanks like a good girl, you'll get to take daddy's cock, too. Don't get me determined, because I will not hesitate. Come here, darling. I've been missing your skin. It's the only thing that fits my lampshade. All right. Sorry, this, this missing your skin sounded weird to me. I'm so sorry. I, I couldn't help it. Uh, <laughs> missing your skin just sounds like I really need like more of it to complete my collection. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. <clears throat> you don't have to be shy, little girl. Daddy just wants to take care of you. That cunt belongs to me. Little girl, get over here and kiss me. When you're not on edge, you're taking up too much space. Uh, I'll do a growl and a purr at the end, sure. <clears throat> Come here and snuggle into me. Aren't you just the sweetest thing ever? How do you like your eggs in the morning? Someone remind me about eggs at the end of this. One is 68. You can go down on me, and I'll owe you one. You like jazz? We're all mad here. All right, new girls, we're closing down quick quotations. We're closing down quick quotations. If you're a new girl and you want to say it, put it in quotation marks, and I'll be happy to go ahead and say it for you. Everybody else, if you haven't done one or two before, go ahead and put it in. Right now, if you've put in a couple, there we go. Oh, my gosh, we have so many new girls. Thank you so much. Scrambled or fertilized? 
Gosh, that is a horrible pickup line. I'm just realizing that's attached to eggs, scrambled or fertilized. I started reading it before I realized what I was reading. And now, Panda Blood, we got beef. Panda, we beefing. All right. Coffee, tea, or me? Didn't you ask for this? You'll only get to breathe because I let you. You only get to come because I gifted it to you. And you only get my cock when you're good. Now tell me, little girl, are you going to be naughty or nice this Christmas? Watch me do your girlfriend. I've got a present for you. I just want to kiss your lips so badly. Have some goddamn faith. Be a good girl for daddy. I love it when your ears turn red as I tell you my darkest secrets. I love it because we both know you're not innocent. I love how you squirm when I touch you. You sound so much cuter when your panties are shoved into your mouth, baby girl. You've been such a bad girl. Daddy's gonna have to punish you. Mm. So wet for me. I like seeing your red ass jiggle. Makes me wonder how much deeper the color can get. All right, girls. We're slowing down. We're closing on up. Yes, cursing and profanity and everything else is just fine. Try not to make it too silly or too copy-paste is all I ask. Copy-pasta, as the kids say, is all I ask. Like, it's okay if it's a little bit silly, but, like, don't make me do the marine thing or something. (laughs) I don't like it. Has everyone seen those videos now? There's a lot of, they're, they're getting pretty popular on YouTube, especially in the last three, six months, where there's like an old white guy between like 50 and 70, and he'll read something on a background image that somebody paid for. It's obviously just like 25, 50 bucks that they paid, and he'll just, and he'll just be all like, you have to help Isaac get the crystals of power, otherwise, like he clearly has no idea what he's talking about. Has anybody seen these, these YouTube videos? <laughs> Oh, this is going to sound so strange if you haven't. There's like a whole, there's like a whole fucking subculture of these videos. And that's exactly what I feel like when I, when I read copy paste for you guys, especially like when it's in and out of, of, oh my God, I really, really want to show you guys one of these. God, why do I have to be at work? I wish I could just show you guys one of these, just stop, just show you guys one of these videos. They're so great. You just you you obviously they you type them up and they have no idea what they're talking about. So like what's what's something that's super popular right now? Like probably Marvel, right? So like an example of this would be like Avengers 4 trailer, right? And then you'll click on that and then it'll be an old guy who has not ever seen a Marvel movie, right? It's important 
that they don't understand. They're just reading a script. And they're looking directly into the camera. And he's like, Hello, fellow Avengers. Yes, you have to help us defeat Thanos. Thanos came from outer space and destroyed half the Avengers. But if you give me your credit card numbers and the last three digits on the back, Captain America, Iron Man, and all the rest will help us defeat him. Right? And it's obviously a huge joke and great, but, like, they don't... There's lots... There's not just one guy. I've seen lots of guys doing this. That's what I'm saying. It's a whole thing. There's lots of guys that are doing this. They're all making a racket. It's hilarious. And whenever you guys are like, read something that's copy-paste, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like you're making fun of the old guy and making him read something that sounds cool almost, but because he's an old guy, it does it. Does it. Well, everything's on TikTok. It's a fucking Chinese piracy platform. TikTok is legitimately just like the greatest Chinese theft of mankind. I've never seen anything like it. Oh my god. I fucking hate that app, and yet I watch it every day. Fuck you, TikTok. Didn't pop out of nowhere. Popped out of a fucking authoritarian communist government that can make anything happen because people just disappear. Oh. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got way too into TikTok. <sighs> I still haven't played Red Dead 1. God, you guys make me want to play Red Dead. And I saw it today when I was out. I saw that there was a PlayStation 4 Red Dead bundle, and I was like, Argh! Nope, didn't happen. Okay, guys, did anybody have a final quotation to go ahead and end this off with, especially if you didn't talk? Especially if you want it in there. Okay, there we go. <clears throat> Last couple. If you haven't said anything, feel free to put them in quotations, you shy girls, as we ramp this segment on down. <clears throat> Hi there, baby girl. Glad you could join us tonight. That was so sweet. Thank you. That was very sweet. Thank you, new girl. I don't quite know how to say your name, so I'm just going to call you Ren. And thank you, darling. Okay, okay, but we're doing the last quote things in quotations. I'll do the growl, and I'll do the purr. But baby, it's cold outside. Thank you for telling me Twitch has a quote. Thank you very much. <clears throat> if you think you can walk out of this room so easily, you have another thing coming. Perfect. Okay, guys, that's it. We're closing up quotations. Thank you so much. I'm... Trying to get my workout done here, but fuck. All I want to do is fuck you in your yoga pants. Right here. Right now. Okay, and now the part that makes me feel really, really blushy, so I'm going to close my eyes, but you guys request it all the time, so here we do it. Because I do anything you want for you, so. <clears throat> So hopefully that's like a growl that like affects your body. <clears throat> One more time. Okay. I know it sounds silly, but hopefully that's having some effect on you, especially if you're wearing headphones. And then... <clears throat> Or... <sniffs> 
very embarrassing, and eyes will stay closed for just a moment longer. Ah, <laughs> uh, doing this on a physical stage, add a pussy is going to be very intimidating, and yet it's going to happen, and in the near future. Physically going to get women upstairs uh, in the chairs and just growl at their goddamn pussies. <sighs> now you know why I need to wear a fucking mask. <laughs> and you may need to as well. ba 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 da bow. All right. Who's ready for a little bit of scripted reading? Because I know after that, I sure fucking am egg story. I don't really have an egg story, except to say all of my life I've just had scrambled eggs. And if I made eggs, because I've had them all my life, I've just made scrambled eggs. And I, this is just kind of how I I roll. I don't know how else to say it. I get something that works for me, and I just keep it. I just go with it, right? If it works, I just keep it. I'm 37 years old. And I was like, oh, my whisk. It's covered in ginger and sesame. And I don't want to use that right now, nor do I wish to clean it to make scrambled eggs. So I'm just going to be super, super lazy, and I'm just going to invent. Guys, I'm just, like, I watched this documentary on Netflix called Salt, Acid, Fat, Heat, not in that order, and it tried to extol the virtues on me of how to cook based upon those four elements, getting those four elements right. And I just, I kind of looked at my oven and my, and my sauce-covered, my sesame sauce-covered whisk, and I just looked at it, and I said, Oh my God, through your powers combined, I want to make a new kind of egg. So I, I thought about what the show taught me, and without looking anything up, I said, Okay, the show taught me I have to heat the pan first. And then apply the oil. So I heated up the pan. Did all the other stuff I was doing. I was making hash browns, etc. So I heated up the pan. And the oil's going. And then I said, okay, so here's what I've learned. Eggs have a lot of fat. And the oil has fat. And the eggs will cook on top of the fat fairly evenly if it's evenly heated. Which it should be because I heated up the pan first. So if I add salt to the egg. And I sandwich that in between the fat. That should make it so that the egg cooks evenly. And then I put it in on top of the olive oil with the salt. Crack it open, boom, like a pro, right on top, cooking everything else. Okay, here's a problem, though. The yolk is obviously clearly not quite done, right? You can just tell that, and I'm like, okay, no big deal. We'll just go ahead and scoop underneath see how it's doing, and then flip it over like a pancake. Just one easy motion. Flip over, boom, over. There it goes. Okay. And it goes over one smooth thing, and it cooks. And it's white with beautiful browning on both sides. And I sit down, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty okay. Add a little more extra salt. 
get a fork because I'm having hash browns. I have my eggs and my hash browns. I'm like, oh, that's pretty all right. And so then I Google the egg method that I've just invented. That I've just invented from scratch myself using culinary science like Alton fucking Brown that I used my mind to generate and it turns out somebody actually got there first. I don't know. And it's called over easy and everybody's been making eggs like this all their entire fucking life. I don't... It's a very strange moment. It's a very strange moment because I... There's a story. Everybody knows Isaac Newton invented calculus. Right? Everyone knows that Newton invented calculus. But then there was another guy who was like three years late. Not everybody knows that one. There was another dude in another part of Europe who was also inventing calculus at the same time. Took him a little bit longer. And then he turned it in. And he's all like, hey, I just, I just found out why the moon is falling towards us but doesn't hit us. And I can prove it with math. And everyone went, yeah, we found out six months ago. And I'm not saying that I'm as much of a genius as that guy. But <laughs> I'm pretty close. Like, I invented this fucking egg. And just because it's really good and everybody else has it too, doesn't mean I didn't invent it. All right? <laughs> I invented this egg. It was there before I invent. I'm not claiming to be the first person to invent it. I'm going to call it the easy, easy, flippy yoki. Because I get to name it. <laughs> and so I made an easy, easy, flippy yoki uh, for my burger. I don't want to have cheese, right? So I had an egg on top of my burger. And it was actually fucking delicious. That's the whole story. That's my egg story that I, I sat down and I googled, like, oil in pan, egg on top, egg cooks in oil. Like, I seriously, like, it was something like that. Like, my FBI agent who monitors me must have been so confused. He must have looked at that search result and be like, over easy? Did he forget what, did he get so fucking stoned that he forget how to say over easy? And he knew everything else? Because there's other things like that in my search directory. I couldn't remember the name for Twizzlers once. And so there's something in my Google search directory that's like, Edible Little Red Ropes! Not good! <laughs> What's the name of that candy that comes with the rice in the jar? No, not not rice. No, uh, there was there's this candy from Africa. There's like a cocoa center, and then there's like a thing wrapped around it. And they come, they're like giant straws, and there's like a hard thing wrapped around with the cocoa in the center. And I meant Twizzler. Everybody's saying red vines, and it's pissing me off. And now I'm gonna have to stop and talk about that. No, I didn't mean red vines. I meant Twizzler. What the fuck? Why is this a red vine server? Oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. This is wrong. This is like if I was like if I said like I was trying to Google like delicious egg cream spread on sandwiches and everybody's like miracle whip, miracle whip. It's like no! I'm in mayonnaise, you assholes. Oh my god, you heathens. Get out of here. 
No, I did not mean Miracle Whip. I meant mayonnaise. It's one of the two. Wait, Twizzlers give you hiccups? <laughs> wow, we've got a lot of strong opinions about red vines, and all I can say is every last one is wrong. Red vines are inferior to Twizzlers. They're both bad, but one of them is better. Okay, we're going to try this next one out. <clears throat> Guys, I'm talking about an all-night restaurant that you go to 24 hours a day, and they serve pancakes. It's a 24-hour-a-day restaurant. You sit down, they have pancakes. Everybody who said Denny's is just white trash. Everybody who said Denny's is white is missing three teeth. I don't understand you. Let me make one thing perfectly clear. There is one rule about Denny's. There is one rule about Denny's. You do not go to a Denny's. You end up at a Denny's. <laughs> no one has ever in the history of mankind said, let's go to Denny's, everybody. And everybody, woo! No, you're out driving around. Everything else is closed. There's construction. There's a fire. You're getting hungrier. There's fucking, there's, there's somebody who's all like, I can't eat meat. Or eggs. Or drinking. <laughs> you go to IHOP and there's a goth convention. They're all like, oh, we can't let you in for another 75 minutes. Somebody died and all the goths are sad about it. We know. It's very ironic. And so you end up at Danny's. Or, if you have the extra $3, you go to Caro's. All right, that joke is only funny for like 18 people. But if you're one of them, congratulations. Here we go. It's time to actually read some shit. <clears throat> I've talked about eggs enough. <clears throat> if only he could touch her, her name like an old wish, in the stopped weather of salt on a snail. He longs to be words juicy as passion fruit on her tongue. He'd do anything. Would dance three days a night to make the most terrible gods rise out of ashes of the you. To step from the naked fray, to be as tender as meat imagined off bluegill's perish bones. He longs to be an orange, to feel fingernails run a seam through him. Lust by Yusef Komunyaka. So I'm going to pronounce that. <clears throat> Without a word, you paint me from my shirt, fingers sliding between my skin and jeans. Talk first? I ask, nervous, unsure, emphatically aroused. About? A demure grin, kissed reply, smoldering eyes of fire. Tell me what you like, I prompt, putting your hand against my lips. You just blush, looking down, chocolate waves of soft hair, your coarse smile turning nervous. Come here, I'll show you. In my lap now, face to face, barely inches away. The curve of your mouth confounding me. 
with an inviting glimpse, the press of your tongue behind your teeth, tempting, irresistible. I relent and surrender my lips to yours, slow, smoky kisses, my words forgotten from the moment in the warmth of your tongue. I'll go first. I'll breathe the words over delicious curves, my mouth at your ear, around my neck, encircling me, your arms tighten as my lips find your secret spots. Your hips press against me in sympathetic ardor, caressing with slow, rhythmic pulses, in time with your breathing. I want to go down on you, I whisper, after a moment of shy hesitation, my lips brushing your ear with each word. I was too unsure of your response to say that while looking in your eyes. For a small moment, stilled, surprised, in silent hesitation, your lips give pause for two breaths, resuming their cadence. More insistent now, trembling against me, as my mouth covers your neck in a tapestry of kisses, your skin filling my senses with your scent of vanilla. You're sure, you ask, in whispered sigh, and kindled me, a glowing ember, in the heat of the words between your quickening breaths, guided by passions, streaked and shot through with flames. God. Yes, I answer, my lips still touching your neck, heart pounding, blood racing in languid moments. I am breathless before your tabernacle, orchards, orchard soft against my kisses, a beauty without equal. In no rush I lose myself in your uneven breathing, the tightening of your belly in a gasp and shiver, and my hands beneath your hips, sheets gripped in your white-knuckled fists. I want to feel you come warm against my tongue, closer and closer, some deep part of you, primal, wild, and beautiful, fears a faltering rhyme, and you twine your fingers in my hair, urging me against you on waves of rising momentum, escalating past fears unfounded. I know this river well, taking you gently, firmly, past rapids and shallows, to a grand cascading waterfall, holding at the crest as the raging current entreats us in buffeting waves to join the melt-water drop drenched in release. Oh, my... Your words press through clenched teeth and gasping breaths while your legs tremor like a prayer to St. Vitus. Your crest is broken, and I am embraced by the grip of your blushing thighs, my senses wrapped in you, taste, smell, touch, sight, my hearing filled with your ecstatic sighs, unleashed, then growing steady, more quiet, in diminishing waves, spent and seeking the shore, in tangled sheets we sprawl, immediate appetites appeased, you 
naked and glistening, trembling from aftershocks, me in reverie, still tasting you like honeysuckle on my lips. A few moments later, and you're eyeing me with that coy smile laying there on your belly, face half hidden in your pillow. I caress your freckled, speckled skin and the tips of my fingers from your shoulders down the arch of your back to linger among your graceful curves. At this sweeping brush across your clandestine beauty, your eyes close while your lips part with a captive breath, your hips rhythmically pressing small, sultry waves against the bed. Come here, you demand with a crook of your finger. Your smoldering eyes brook no argument. <clears throat> Untitled. My hands mold flesh, your body sings, responding to my touch. I place two fingers on your lips and hush your whimpering cries. I part your lips and suck them greedily. Rolling your nipples between my finger and thumb, I strum them erect, gently cupping sensitive breasts. Each push sends sivers of delight, tingles up and down your spine. My other hand around your throat, I kiss your neck. I whisper dirty secrets, shameful truths. You can't hide from me, little girl. I know what you want. I am the devil on your shoulder who understands your need like no one else. An increased urgency as I respond to the quickening beat of your heart, the rising surge of blood throbbing in my ears and between my legs, engorged and swelling in response to your siren song. Wet and hot and slick with honey, uncontrollable waves of pure joy flood your body, beautiful agony in shaking spasm. Wrapping you in bindings of pure joy. A rhapsody in red velvet. For rhythm is the song's restraint. Binding you to the beat of your heart. The whisper of unforgiving demand. You cannot move, for I hold you firmly while I orchestrate this symphony, conducting your pleasure, crescendo builds. Your hips rise and buck against my hand, the rise and swell of sweet surrender, a slave to the rhythm, a quivering, shaking wreck. You come. Still twitching aftershocks, the slighted touch becomes a pinprick of electrical lightning, Completely and utterly love-drunk. Wide-eyed and langless, you puddle into my arms, utterly spent. Think of me as you play with your clit. Tease the swollen bud to the tingling delight. Think of me tonight, and I will think of you. 
locked within the hidden places of my mind, you wait for me, expectant and eager, bright-eyed and breathless. Rhapsody, Red Velvet. Sorry for that. Just had to turn off my heat real quick. Okay, okay. Let's keep the party on going. Let's not drink from my bong. Let's drink from my, my green tea here. I've never drunk from my bong before, but let's definitely not do it live on camera. Oh, my. That could have been really interesting. That would have been a real interesting rest of the show if I had drunk from my dirty bong water. Okay. <clears throat> if questioning would make us wise, no eyes would ever gaze into eyes. If all our tale were told in speech, no mouths would wander each to each. Were spirits free from mortal mesh and love not bound in hearts of flesh, no aching breasts would yearn to meet and find their ecstasy complete. For who is there that loves and knows the secret powers by which he grows? Were knowledge all what were our need to thrill and faint and sweetly bleed? Then seek not, sweet, the if and why. I love you now until... I die, for I must love because I live, and life in me is what you give. Because She Would Ask Me Why I Loved Her by Christopher Brennan <clears throat> My hand rests on your thigh, Gripping tight for an instant, fingers finding your skin, marking you as mine. I draw warm and teasing circles above the thigh-high lace, find fresh, hot, and feverish, smoother than the silk that encases your legs. Wet and wanton, and oh so willing, well, will I find if I reach further. Are you damp? Are you wet? Are you drenched? My fingers dance higher and seek a private place. You will not deny me entry. I'll grip your thighs and slowly force them apart, the easier to gain access. No panties, you dirty, wicked, little girl. I inhale the scent of a woman, the dark tang of your cunt, heady, intoxicating, a deep moan of lust rises from my gut, savage and primal. I growl hungrily, your pussy thrums. I brush my fingers along your inner thigh, teasing, anticipating the sensation of velvet heat and warm wet honey. Sweet little whimpers and soft muffled cries, 
You are music made flesh. Dance with me. My fingers spread the folds of velvet lips. Explore with gentle strokes your hidden place. That secret spot that makes you melt. I study you intently, mindful of the way you squirm and moan so softly, and the meaning in every subtle movement. The little gasps, the signs that betray your secrets. I will store these private confessions in my memory for everything your body tells me can and will be used against you. Joy licks your body like glowing tongues of candles dancing on your skin, illuminating the true woman within. Untitled. <clears throat> but very erotic. Come live with me and be my love, and we will all the pleasures prove, the valleys, groves, hills, and fields, woods, and steepy mountain yields. And we will sit upon the rocks, seeing the shepherds feed their flocks by shallow rivers in whose falls melodious birds sing madrigals. And I will make thee beds of roses and a thousand fragrant poses, and a cap of flowers and a kirtle embroidered all with leaves of myrtle, a gown made of the finest wool from which from our pity, ah, from which our pretty lambs we pull fair lined slippers for the cold with buckles of the purest gold. A belt of straw and ivy buds with coral clasps and amber studs. And if these pleasures may prove thee more, come live with me and be my love. The shepherd's swains shall dance and sing for all the delights of each May morning. And if these delights thy mind may move, then live with me and be my love. The Passionate Shepherd to His Love by Christopher Marlowe A classic. Almost time for a Christmas show. Of course, the 21st is going to be a holiday show, and I hope that you'll all bring some stuff like Marlowe and some Christmas-themed smut. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Two weeks from tonight, we'll do a Christmas one. And we'll have lots of little stuff like that, I hope. It'll be lots of fun. <clears throat> if I were a cinnamon peeler, I would ride your bed and leave the yellow bark dust on your pillow. Your breasts and shoulders would reek. You could never walk through markets without the profession of my fingers floating over you. The blind would stumble certain of whom they approached, though you might bathe under rain gutters monsoon. Here, on the upper thigh, at this smooth pasture neighbor to your hair, or the crease that cuts your back, this ankle, you will be known among strangers 
as the cinnamon peeler's wife. I could hardly glance at you before marriage, never touch you. Your keen-nosed mother, your rough brothers, I buried my hands in saffron, disguised them over smoking tar, helped the honey-gatherers. When we swam once, I touched you in water, and our bodies remained free. You could hold me and be blind of smell. You climbed the bank and said, This is how you touch other women. The grass-cutter's wife, the lime-burner's daughter, and you scratched your arms for the missing perfume and knew what good it is to be the lime-burner's daughter left with no trace. As if not spoken to in the act of love, as if wounded without the pleasure of the scar. You touched your belly to my hands in the dry air and said, I am the cinnamon peeler's wife. Smell me. Goodness, the cinnamon peeler is the name of that one. It's by Michael. I, I'm not quite sure how to say this then. A, a, a dot J is how I'm going to say it, and that's definitely not right. But on dot J, O-N-D-A-A-T-J-E. <clears throat> All right. Getting done to the last of poems. Yes, this is the last poem. Okay. Here we are. Buckle up. <clears throat> It was a spring day, a day for a lay when the air smelled like a locker room, a day to blow or get blown. Returning from lunch, I turned my corner and there, on a nearby stoop, I saw him, standing alone. I glanced as I advanced. The clean white t-shirt outlined a forceful torso, the light blue denims divulged much. I observed the snug curves where they hugged the behind. I watched the crotch where the cloth intriguingly bulged. Our eyes met. I felt sick. My knees turned weak. I couldn't move. I didn't know what to say. In a blur, I heard the words, myself like a stranger speak, Will you come to my room? Then, a husky voice. Okay. I produced some beer, and we talked. Like a little boy, he told me his story. Present address, next door, half Polish, half Irish. The youngest, from Illinois. Profession, mechanic. Name, Bud. Age, 24. He put down his glass and stretched his bare arms along the back of my sofa, the afternoon sunlight struck the blonde hairs on the wrist near my head. His chin was strong, his mouth sucky. I could hardly believe my luck. And here he was sitting beside me, legs apart. I could bear it no longer. I touched the inside of his thigh. His reply was to move closer. I trembled. My heart thumped and jumped 
as my fingers went to his fly. I opened a gap in the flap. I went in there. I sought for a slit in the gripper's shorts that had charge of the basket I asked for. I came out to warm flesh, then to hair. I went on. I found what I hoped. I groped. It was large. He responded to my fondling in a charming, disarming way. Without a word, he unbuckled his belt while I felt. And I lolled back, stretching his legs. His pants fell away. Carefully drawing it out, I beheld what I held. The circumcised head was a work of mastercraft with a perfectly beveled rim, rim of unusual weight and the friends and the friendliest red even relaxed the shaft was of noble dimensions with the wrinkles that indicate singular powers of extension for a second or two it lay there inert then suddenly stirred in my hand then paused as if frightened or doubtful of what to do then with a violent jerk, began to expand. The soundless bonds that soundless bounds it extended and distended, by quick great leaps it rose, it flushed, it rushed to its full size, nearly nine inches long and three inches thick, a royal column, ineffably solemn and wise. I tested its length and strength with a manual squeeze. I bunched my fingers and twirled them about the knob. I stroked it from top to bottom. I got on my knees. I lowered my head. I opened my mouth for the job. But he pushed me gently away. He bent down. He unlaced his shoes. He removed his socks, stood up, shed his pants altogether. Muscles and arms and waist rippled as he whipped his T-shirt over his head. I scanned his tan, enjoyed the contrast of brown, uh, <clears throat> enjoyed the contrast of brown trunk against white shorts, taut around small hips. With a dig and a wrestle, he peeled them down. I tore off my clothes. He faced me, smiling. I saw all. The glorious organ stood stiffly and straightly out with a slight flare upward, and each beat of his heart it threw an odd little nod my way from the slot of the spout, exuded a drop of transparent, vicious goo. The layer of hair was fair, the grove of the young man a tangle of curls and hurls luxuriant but couth, except for a spur of golden hairs that fan to the neat navel. The rest of the belly was smooth, well hung, slung from the fork of the muscular legs, the firm vase of his sperm, like a bulging pear, cradling its handsome glands to her clean eggs, swung as he came towards me, shameless, bare. We aligned mouths, we entwined. All act was clutch, all fact contact. 
that attack in the interlock of tongues the charms of arms. I shook at the touch of his flesh, of his fresh flesh. I rocked at the shock of his cock. Straddling my legs a little, I inserted his divine person between and closed on it tight as I could. The upright warmth of his belly lay along mine, nude, glued together for a moment. We stood. I stroked the lobes of his ears, the back of his head, and the broad shoulders. I took the bold hold of the compact globes of his bottom. We tottered. He fell on the bed, lips parted, eyes closed. He lay there, ripe for the act. Mad to be had, to be felt and smelled, my lips explored the adorable masculine tits. My eyes assessed the chest. I caressed the athletic hips and the slim limbs. I approached the grooves of his thighs. I hugged and snuggled into an armpit. I sniffed the subtle whiff of its tuft. I lapped up the taste of its hot hollow. My fingers began to drift on a trek of inspection, a leisurely tour of the waist. Downward, in narrowing circles, they playfully strayed, encroached in his privates like poachers, approached in the prick. They teasingly swerved, retreating from meeting. <clears throat> it betrayed its pleading need by a pretty imploring kick. Shall I rim you? I whispered. He shifted his limbs in assent. I turned on his side and opened his legs. Let me pass to the dark parts behind. I kissed as I went the great thick cord that ran from his balls to his ass. Prying his buttocks aside, I noticed my way in, down the shaggy slopes. I came to the puckered goal. It was quick to my liking, to my licking. He pressed his crotch to my chin. His thighs squirmed as my tongue wormed in his hole. His sensation yawned for consummation. He untucked his legs and lay panting, hot as a teenage boy, naked, enlarged, charged, aching to get sucked, clawing at the sheet, all his pores open to joy. I inspected his erection. I surveyed his parts with a stare from scrotum level. Siding along the underside of his cock, I looked through the forest of pubic hair to the range of the chest beyond, rising lofty and wide. I admired the texture, the delicate wrinkles, and the neat sutures of the capacious bag. I adored the grace of the male genitalia. I raised the delicious meat up to my mouth, brought the face of its hard-on to my face. Slipping my lips around the Byzantine dome of the head with the tip of my tongue, I caressed the sensational groove. He thrilled to the trill. That's lovely, he said hoarsely. Go on, go on. Very slowly, I started to move. Gently, 
intently, I slid to the massive base of his tower of power, paused there for a moment down in the warm, moist thicket, then began to retrace, inch by inch, that smooth way to the throbbing crown. Indwelling excitements swelled at the delight to come as I descended and ascended those thick, disinted walls. I grasped his root between my left forefinger and thumb, and with my right hand tickled his heavy, voluminous balls. I plunged with a rhythmical lunge, steady and slow, and at every stroke made a corkscrew roll with my tongue. His soul reeled in the feelings. He whispered, Oh! And I tongued and squeezed and rolled and tickled and swung. Then I pressed on some spot where the groin is joined to the cock, slipped a finger into his arse, and massaged him from the inside. The secret sluices of his juices began to unlock. He melted into what he felt. Oh, Jesus, he cried. Waves of immeasurable pleasure mounted his member in quick spasms. I lay still in the notch of his crotch, inhaling his sweat. His ring convulsed around my finger, into me, rich and thick. His hot spunk spouted in gouts, splurted in jet after jet. The Platonic Blow, W.H. On. All right. Allie, can we get a link up for the tip jar right there before we get into smut? <clears throat> Pay me please. All right. <clears throat> okay. We have got a fair bit of smut tonight. Thank you so much. Ba 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 da da da. Yeah, no one's paid me. Pay me, please. All right, Katya. Having a great time tonight, Jack. Sorry to be missing it. Well, thank you so much, Katya. I appreciate you. Maria Van Dyke said, Can't make it to tonight, but thank you t for your voice and all your hard work. And I hope you survive the Tumblr purge. So do I. Julie Kyle, my sound lover, said, Ha ha, for an egg whisk. I loved it. I, ha I have an egg whisk. And a sauce whisk. It's the same whisk. If you go ahead and tip me, I'll be more than happy to say your name and whatever you want on the live stream. Sorry that I haven't been doing that. I didn't know you wanted me to. Now I do. And now I will. Feedback heard. But right now, I'll just take a little sip of water while you can all have plenty of time to pay me. Mm. Mm, except that's not water. That's delicious green tea. 
Mm. Ah, refreshing. Just as I get all loose and limber, we've been talking for about two hours now. I always do a little bit before the show goes live. Tell stories. Try and entertain everybody. Keep the room going. Thank you so much for coming out. Please, 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 if you're having a good time and you ain't got no money, tell your friends. Come on back sometime. Uh, I think I'm just going to make Friday nights a normal thing, and then that way it's scheduled. We'll figure out the time and what have you, and then every other uh, tip show uh, that's not just going to be on a Friday night, or every Friday night that's not going to have a tip show, I'll just say that in advance instead. And that way it's all just happening. Thank you to everybody who tips. This is, again, this is for the recorded people as well. Thank you for everybody who tips, who are all your patrons. It does keep the podcast going, and it keeps me smiling. Keeps me talking like this while we're doing it, which I know you want to pay for for some reason. So, there you go. <sighs> Here we go. And that was my pitch. Right back into it. It was with some reluctance that she made her way down the steps to the subway that night. The mere idea of the long commute home was always excruciating so late at night, but especially so at the end of what turned out to have been a very long week. All she could think of was tearing off her clothes wrapping up in her sheets, and cozying up with her laptop. Spinster living at its finest, she thought to herself. Standing on the platform, she fumbled with her rat's nest of headphone cords she had pulled from her coat pocket as she waited for the train to arrive. All was quiet, save for the subtle moan that creeps up from the belly of the subway tunnel before a train arrives. When the train finally made its approach, she didn't hear anything through the haphazard melody playing directly into her eardrums. Headphones are the most important piece of a modern-day commuter's uniform, after all. No self-respecting person would dare endure public transport without being able to properly block out the people around them. The doors opened and invited her on board. She stepped into an empty car and she was left to imagine the hissing sound they must have made closing behind her. Despite the overwhelming selection in the empty car, she sat down right next to the door. She had a clear view of the next car in the front room, and, as she peered through the window, she imagined stories from the few people occupying the seats. A tired young woman with frazzled hair and exhausted features was looking as though she was about to cry as she fought through a yawn. She was almost definitely contemplating the the execution of a murder-suicide deal with her two obnoxious kids spinning around the metal pole in front of her. An older gentleman frowned through the white scruff salt and peppering his cheeks as he peered down his pointed nose, pretending to read the newspaper in his hands. As he adjusted his furry hat, he may have wondered how his ex-wife was doing, and why his daughter never calls anymore. A dark-haired man in a black dress coat was playing intently with his phone between his legs. The messages on the screen painted a perpetual smirk on his clean-shaven face. Dressed like that, 
he was probably on his way to a snazzy date with a pretty, albeit vapid, girl. The sexy subway lady's voice sang out a series of names and directives as the train approached each station. One by one, the passengers in the other car stood obediently to the sound of her siren song and disembarked from the train. Her eyes wandered out to the platform, and she watched them trudge grudgingly toward an inevitable winter cold awaiting them at the surface. The doors whooshed shut, and they disappeared forever. Looking back, she noticed the dark-haired man was still at his perch directly opposite her. He, too, was staring out at the passing darkness, absentmindedly twirling his phone around in one hand between his legs. He discreetly traced the edge of his jawline with her eyes. He must have felt her gaze, for as she reached his temples, he turned back to face in her direction. His intense, dark eyes found hers for a moment before she was able to look elsewhere, pretending to have been in the process of scanning her entire field of view. She felt herself blush all the same for being spotted. He ran his free hand through his hair and tugged at his scarf while looking down at his phone that did not require any actual attention. Though his head was down, she didn't doubt that he was grinning. As the next station materialized from beyond the obscurity of the tunnel, he stood up. She felt an odd sense of disappointment, realizing that this would be an end of their line for non-encounter. Somewhat despondently, she looked down at her phone, scrolling through the infinite playlist of songs she had heard too many times before. She assumed that the doors had closed because they felt the lurch of the train's inertia shift beneath her once more. When she looked up, she realized that he was now standing in front of her. There was a soft determination growing behind his eyes. Why isn't he saying anything, she wondered. Why don't I say anything? Inexplicably speechless, she cautiously tugged her headphones away from her ears, as if it was always stifling underground, but there was an unfamiliar heat beginning to burn from somewhere deep inside her. He advanced toward her until the space separating them was minimal. He removed his gloves and caressed her cheek. The tips of his fingers were cool, but a certain warmth swelled from his palms as it connected with her skin. She felt herself yield to his advances and brought her own hand up to meet and affirm her consent. Reaching up towards his neck, she traced her hand along the length of his gray scarf. A sudden wave of conviction had washed over her as she tightened her grip around it and pulled herself upright to meet him. She breathed in an aroma reminiscent of Italian Renaissance art and timelessly questionable decisions and lingered in that moment before slowly moving her lips towards his. There comes a point where the physical magnetism tends to take over, allowing the pole to snap together as nature intended. This 
is one of those moments. She felt his smirk of satisfaction give way to the cool tingle of anticipation mint. With her left hand still anchored on his scarf, the other wrapped around the back of his head. She was so high in that moment that she thought of letting go gave her a sensation of vertigo. His arms reassured her safely as he wrapped them around her waist. He ran his fingers under her hat and through her hair. As she resigned her head to the embrace, he gave the base of her skull a gentle yet deliberate squeeze. Her right hand moved from cradling his head to the back of his neck along the curvature of his strong spine. She sneaked her hand under his coat and, after a moment of deliberate hesitation, firmly grasped the flesh of his butt through his dark jeans. For a better grip, she let her, her left hand free the scarf and swept up to clasp his strong jawline. Though it may have been simply the shift of the train at the next station, she felt his whole body nod in agreement to the route her hands were taking. As if she needed a moment to breathe, she pulled away and took a step back. She was, however, far from finished with him, and encouraged him to follow her lead. Leaning her back against the wall behind them, he leaned his body into hers. Braced by his frame and anchored by the wall, she could simultaneously feel the surge of his arousal in front of her and the vibrations of the train plunging along on the tracks, pressing into her back. He did a sweep of her face and neck, again with his hands, before sliding it down the front of her coat. His breath deepened with the pop of every button, her coat opened to invite his free hand, slip behind her neck, and down over her chest to the cup, to cup the underside of her breast. He then slipped into the curve of her waist, and eventually down to her hip, where he gripped with the intensity of a mountain climber. He slipped his cool fingertips under the edge of her cardigan and grazed the skin on her lower back. Her sharp inhalation of gasp betrayed her approval. He pulled her back down toward him, and their hips rolled and flowed into each other like two waves meeting at sea. His hand then moved unflinchingly down between them until it found the space between her legs, where he traced the seam of her legging up toward her inner thigh. Once he reached the crook of her groin, he passed his hand gently over the periphery of her labia. The warmth from his palm encouraged a localized tingling sensation in the tip of her clitoris. She sighed into his parted mouth, and he palmed her entire vulva as one would a ripe mango, firmly enough so as to not drop it, but with a gentleness that would never dare to bruise or break the skin. He nuzzled into the crook of her neck, and she felt the energy building in her clit surge along her lips towards her perineum and back again. 
her eyes closed, and her head rolled back to push against the wall behind her as he slid his hands up to find her waistband and back down again under her panties. He allowed his touch to linger with appreciation on her triangular patch of hair for a moment before gingerly towards the final destination. Before putting his finger on anything in particular, he did a general sweep of the area, like a blind man taking in a work of art. He used his hands to see the blood flowing towards the tips of his fingers, her labia swelling and her clit throbbing in response to the light pleasure. He softly separated her labia with his index finger to release a swell of wetness that had been growing since the moment he put his hand on her, which was met by quite quiet scoff of agreement. He pressed his nose a little deeper into her exposed neck and breathed in her racing pulse. He dipped his fingers into the puddle and backtracked slightly to acknowledge the pleasure button pleading for his attention. He moved back and forth over the hood a few times until his fingers danced like a little ballerina, swirling circles around the area. She felt herself swell and harden beneath his fingerprints. Again, the train heaved to a halt. Still, no one interrupted their public display of gratification. Mirroring the size of the door sliding shut, she let out a subtle moan and felt her hips gyrate encouragement to his rhythm, echoing the beginning of the encounter. She reached her hands down to meet his in order to guide him to her sweet spot. Why don't you take a seat? He said his voice was laced with an accent she couldn't quite distinguish. She reversed slowly, trusting that bench would catch her. He kneeled down in front of her, placed his strong hands on her waist once more. In a fluid moment, he lifted herself as she coaxed her, leggings along with her underwear down towards her ankles. She lifted her feet up to the invisible stirrups on either side of her hips, spread her knees wide to reveal herself to him, and brought her middle finger down between her legs to take over the job he had started. He took a moment to admire her technique before acknowledging the invitation was being extended by her coy smile. She clasped her hands behind his head and guided his mouth toward her finger. He kissed <clears throat> he kissed the crease of her groin, tracing her hairline up and down on both sides. Lingering for a moment, he breathed his anticipation towards the center of her loins. She brought her other hand up to grab gently at his hair as the flat of his tongue embraced her clit. His tongue massaged her clit in a consistent circular motion while he simultaneously began to tease the outer edges of her vagina with the pad of his thumb. Another stop comes and goes. She couldn't see anything through the makeshift blindfold. Her eyelids were bound shut in ecstasy. 
She immersed herself completely in that moment, forgetting the source of her pleasure was in fact coming from another person. He maintained a steadfast stream of tongue circles and thumb massages, only to be interrupted by occasionally delving deeper into her vaginal canal with a curious index finger. He then traced back up the internal wall, only to return to the pulsing, shallow end. There was a sudden shift in how the intensity was manifesting inside her, the mysterious understanding that distinguishes appreciation of pleasure and anticipation of something else. It was subtle at first, as it always is. The heat trickling out from between her legs began to surpass that which was being produced by his mouth. She felt a spasm in her hip muscles and pressed into it. Her butt cheeks pressed closer toward each other, and the edges of her vaginal opening wrapped tightly around the tip of his thumb. As this tension continued to grow, an imaginary wind passed over her shoulders and caused a shiver to swell, which moved leisurely down to the small of her back. She fought the urge to tuck her tailbone under and pushed further into her hips, pressing deeper into his face. He didn't falter, using his free hand to support her sacrum while she shuffled into the perfect position. Her abdomen went taut and her chin tucked toward her chest as his throat tightened up as if to prevent the rise of escaping through her mouth. Her knuckles went white on the edge of the bench. Her breath grew deep and concentrated. Through every muscle fiber in her body, she was firing and was paralyzed. After a moment of silence, the force of release washed over her and her hips began to collapse into his hand. She released her grip on the bench and grabbed onto either side of his head. <coughs> Slow down, just a little, she gasped. He followed her directions and allowed her to relish in the hot, cold gust of liquid energy racing down the length of her spine and out to the tips of her toes. She gulped in inhales, like she hadn't breathed in years, and sputtered each exhale out through the chattering teeth as she met the build and subsequent release of every mini-pulsation that followed. Despite the gradual decrease in intensity, each clench of the muscle wall took a little longer to let go, as if clinging to distant memory that was already gone. He took a moment to admire her in her post-orgasmic bliss when the sexy lady voice interrupted with the announcement on the next station. He looked up as if responding to the call of a war trumpet, and when he looked back to her, still no words needed to be exchanged. She understood. This next stop was his. She finally felt her body go limp. The delusion of fantasy slipped away more abruptly than she would have liked, and suddenly became frighteningly aware that her pants were down in a public place. As she pulled her leggings back into place, 
the train pulled up to its block. Because she remained mildly petrified by pleasure, he simply caressed her cheek once more. And the good night, he said over his shoulder at her and debarked onto the platform. He didn't look back as the doors closed. She watched him pull out his phone and mount the stairs as she was swallowed up by the darkness. She let the empty train car rock her back and forth as it carried her further along on its snaking path, like shaking everything on an etch-a-sketch stream into oblivion. With one hand on her forehead in disbelief and a dumbfounded smile on her face, she listened as the sexy lady voice declared the name of a station she did not recognize. Please take note that this is the terminal station, said the lady. All passengers must now get off. Goodness! And we're off to the races. Everybody's uh, everybody's good, right? Nobody needs any more. Everybody's good. Nobody needs anything else from me ever again, right? No, you want a little more? All right, but some girl who's never admitted it before has to admit that she's close. She has to admit that she's close, has to type it out and press enter and everything, and I have to see it. She has to be like, I'm close. I'm close. Oh, that's all the same hose as normal, though. Ugh, I was hoping to get a shy girl to say it. All right, all right. A man can dream. <clears throat> Kane's apartment was amazing. The little bit I saw as he half carried me down the hallway. He turned on his bedroom light before dimming the glare just a bit. There. I want to see you. The gravel in his voice made me shiver. I want to see you, too. Wrapping his arms around me, he took my mouth with his tongue and then teeth, and he pulled on my lower lip. He leaned down and licked my neck, stopping at the pulse point before capturing the lobe of my ear. Have I told you that I love this dress? He said as he unzipped it, even better on the floor. Within seconds, it was pulled around my feet, and I was standing in front of him with only tiny lace panties and my shoes. He stared at me until I blushed. Beautiful. As his lips covered mine again, I opened for him, welcoming his tongue, greeting it with mine. He bent down and ground into me with an urgency that was hedonistic and raw. His pubic bone creating delicious friction on my clit, I cried into his mouth as he deepened the kiss. His lips curled around mine, seeking and searching, punishing and soothing all at once. My tongues met for dances as ageless as time. 
I sucked on his, and he moaned, the rumble reverberating down my body. I loved that I could affect him, too. It made me brave. With a pounding heart, I pushed his jacket from his shoulders. Then I worked the buttons of his shirt. It was soon gone, and I could feel his skin. Warmth and rippling muscle. All man under my fingertips. He worked the zipper of his pants, but I pushed his fingers away. Let me. He stepped out of his shoes as the pants and belt joined the puddle of clothes. His erection tented his boxers, and I wanted to feel him, taste him. I began to sink to my knees, taking his boxers down with me, when he stopped me, yanking me up and tossing me onto his bed. Like a predatory animal, he climbed up my body, licking his way up my legs and belly, stopping to circle each breast before again finding my mouth. He kissed me hard, holding my hands above my head. Tell me what you want. Where did I start? I licked my lips. Taste you. He growled and slid the rest of the way up my body until he was planting a knee on either side of my head. He stroked himself just inches from my face. You want this? I nodded. Tell me. I want your cock. Where? He was going to make me say it. In my mouth. One side of his mouth lifted, and with a long stroke, he lowered his length to feed me. When he pressed the tip, <clears throat> when he pressed, ah, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> when he pressed the tip to my lips, I opened them gladly, eager to accept his offer. His taste exploded on my tongue as he pushed very gently in and out. I grabbed his ass, pulling him harder into me wanting more. Refusing to gag, I took him into my throat, looking up into his eyes as he watched from above. His face was stained as he battled not to hurt me, giving me short intervals to breathe. I didn't want to breathe. I wanted him, all of him, and nearly cried out when he pulled away. Immediately, I missed the weight of him on my tongue, but his cock was soon replaced with his lips. You're driving me crazy, he whispered. I don't want to come yet. I want this to last. His hands traveled to my breast to play with a nipple, squeezing just hard enough for me to feel it. I groaned, and he squeezed again. Pain enhances the pleasure. I believed him. His fingers were replaced by his lips, his teeth, as he moved back down my body. When he came to my panties, I wailed as tongue and teeth pressed through the material, the lacy barrier increasing the sensation on my swollen clitoris. My hand found his hair, pulling him closer, harder. Needing no further urging, he sat back on his knees and reached up for the top of my panties. I've been waiting so 
long to see this. He said as he peeled down my legs, beautiful, so smooth. When they were gone, he settled between my thighs and on my breathing picked up in speed. A small flick of his tongue nearly sent me over the edge. Sensitive. I love that. Sliding his hands under my ass, he lifted me. Our eyes met as he opened me with his thumbs and blew on my heated sex. Before I could even react, he dove deep, his tongue blazing a trail down my welcoming slit. God, you taste so good. So wet for me already. When I didn't think I could take it any longer, his tongue plunged inside me, his teeth scraping my outer lips. One finger, then two invaded me, making me groan. Pleasure exploded as his teeth grazed my clitoris, his tongue sinking deeper into my folds. I moaned and cried out his name, clutching the bed covers around to ground me. He licked and sucked and bit, eating me alive. He pumped his fingers hard and deep, twisting them as he did. I was so close, there on the edge, Every cell, every cell inside me wanted the contraction. He curled his fingers, and my eyes rolled back into my head. Feel good, he asked, and I hope he didn't expect an answer. He stroked me there again, and I shuddered, ready to come. Yes, please. The words came out in pants. The flat of his tongue washed over my clit as his fingers began to move. I clutched at his hair, my nails digging into his scalp. He didn't stop, only increased the intensity, the pressure, everything. Writhing, I was between wanting him to stop and wanting more when I exploded, screaming his name. Trying to control my trembling body, I was vaguely aware of him moving away and rolling on a condom. Then he was on top of me again, and his hard cock nudged at my entrance. Open your eyes. I obeyed and stared up into his green ones as the tip of his cock speared into me. I arched against the burn of being stretched, but didn't close my eyes as my body absorbed him, inch by inch. When he was fully seated, he murmured, You are so precious. You feel so good. And began to move. His strokes were hard and powerful as our bodies pounded together. I was on fire, felt branded as we melded into one. His muscles worked under my fingers as I held on for dear life. As he pounded into me, I was at his mercy, bound by him, to him. He snapped his hips, withdrawing just enough that I felt the loss of him before filling me again with a soul shattering thrust. There was a hard edge to Cain's hunger now, a deep insatiable need that I felt down inside my soul. I loved it, loved the violent need driving him into my body as he sought his own release inside me. 
I love the way my breasts rocked on my chest and the ache in my hips as I clamped my legs around his waist. Without warning, he pulled out and flipped me over, pulling my hips up until I was on my knees before thrusting inside me again. Gripping me by the back of my neck, he pushed down until my cheek was against the bed. He held me there as he ground into me, over and over. Curling my fingers into the sheets, I surrendered to all he was doing to me, surrendered to everything I felt, everything he was doing, everything I was feeling. It was all so good. He fucked me mercilessly until I was crying with the intensity of being driven from one climax to another. It was insane, wild, primitive. I loved it. The warmth of his sweat dripped down onto me, and I pushed up onto my hands until my back was connected with his front. His arms encircled my waist and held me still as his hips thrust up into me, his mouth sucking the lobe of my ear and then my neck. He shifted us again, and I was on top, glad to be able to see his face. His green eyes blazed as I rode him, grinding into my clit, grinding my clit into him hard. His fingers pinched my nipples as I set a new pace, driving down over and over. Lean back, he instructed, and I did, changing the angle and giving him better access to my clit. I keened, unsure if I could survive another orgasm, but knew that I had no choice. And when it came one last time, he finally found release. This is an excerpt from Alice Ward's Winning Streak. Winning Streak. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty intense, huh? Okay, okay, okay. Shaggy, loving the show tonight. Can't wait to come back for more. Thank you so much, Shaggy. Uh, ignore the name. Merry Christmas to you. You deserve this more. Great show so far. Thank you so much. You are a gem. Thank you so much, Catherine. Finally got a chance to make it to the show. Fun and sexy as always, Daddy. Mwah. Thank you. I'm going to go with Shinetta. Uh, City said thank you. Here's a dollar. Appreciate you. Sabrina, very fun show. Thank you. Thank you, Sabrina. Uh, and Julie sent some money in. Thank you. Jody, Merry Christmas to you, lovely. I hope that your holidays are great. Mwah. Mwah. Back to you, Jody. Thank you so much. Kitty. I hate having to miss a huge chunk of the show tonight, but I'll be listening to the recording and looking forward to next time. I have no doubt you did fantastic. Thank you, Kitty. And thank you to everybody who sent a tip in. Let's read that next piece. Okay. <clears throat> hey there. How have you been? You want your usual? Sure thing. I haven't seen you in a while. Thought maybe you'd given up drinking. The last time you were in, you got pretty hammered. 
That hangover must have been hell. Hmm? No, don't worry about it. As a bartender, believe me, I've seen worse. At least you didn't puke on me. Oh. Woke up on the bathroom floor, huh? Well, I guess I got you out just in time. I have a couple of friends that drive cabs, and I had one of them take you home. Wouldn't want to lose one of my regulars. What's that? Did you say anything? Sweetheart, you said a lot of things. I know you flushed your father's favorite tie down the toilet when you were three, you hate sticky floors in movie theaters, and you called your first car The Heap. You'll have to be a little bit more specific. Oh. Did you say anything about me? Well, you did mention something about wanting me to ride you like a circus pony. Is that what you were wondering? <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm kind of surprised you even remember. Wait, that was why you got drunk? You were trying to work up the nerve to say you wanted me? Oh, sweetheart, all you had to do was ask. I thought you were still seeing that guy you brought in a few times, and the last time you were here you said that he had been over for a good while, but you didn't come back until now. No, I, I couldn't take you up on your offer then. You were plastered. I've taken drunk women home before, and let me tell you, the novelty of tears and vomit wears off quickly. Besides, I'd rather not have something you regret the next day. Nice. <laughs> I am many things, sweetheart, but not nice. Now, if your offer still stands, I can have Mark cover the bar, and we can get out of here. It's up to you. Yes, right now. I've wanted you for months, and apparently the feeling is mutual. I have an apartment upstairs, and I can't think of one good reason to wait. Can you? Good. Let's go. Here we are. It's no mansion, but... Hmm? <laughs> Cleaner than you thought. Well, not all bachelors are slobs. Now, come here. Hmm. Hmm. I like the way you say my name, but you know what I'd like even better? For tonight, I want you to call me Sir. <laughs> oh, that blush. Oh, yes, you described how you wanted me to top you quite explicitly. Don't remember that part, hmm? I knew you had submissive tendencies, but... I didn't know if you were into the lifestyle. You certainly cleared that up for me. I will be more than happy to top you, if that's what you need. For a safe word, 
Let's keep it basic. We need to use the traffic light system, okay? I won't push you too hard, but use it if you need to. Also, if you need more, I want you to say so. I will tell you clearly what I want and expect you to do the same. Understand? Good. Take off your clothes and present yourself to me. Stand right there, feet apart, eyes down, hands behind your back. Do it now. Wait, stop. Your hands are shaking. Are you nervous? It looks like you want more than a little from here. Are you sure this is what you want? I would hate to miss out, but if you've changed your mind... No? Well, you're clearly too tense to enjoy yourself right now. What do you need to relax? Another drink it is. As strange as this may sound coming from a bartender, I'd rather you didn't. We haven't played together before. We wouldn't want to blur your limits. What's making you nervous? Oh, moving too fast. So, you have changed your mind. We can go back to the bar. No? Then I'm confused. Wait, does anyone know you're here? <laughs> now, don't look at me like that. I'm no serial killer. But how would you know that? Call someone and tell them where you are, if it'll make you feel better. I understand. We're alone up here. With the noise from the bar, nobody would be able to hear you scream, which is only okay if you're screaming in pleasure. If you feel closer making a call... Oh my god, Kitty, really? She hasn't thrown up in forever. So I guess she's picked a day to do it and right next to the mic. <laughs> Thanks, Kitty. I was just talking about how you should make an appearance for a live show and be cute. So thanks for doing the goddamn opposite. Oh, you guys. <laughs> Ooh, the poor cat. Ooh, the poor cat. Cat's fine. <clears throat> All right. If you want, if, <laughs> if it would make you feel safer, go ahead. You can't let go if you don't feel safe. And I do want you to let go. Make your call. I'll get us some water. Be right back. I grabbed some fruit and cheese, too, if you... Oh, Pat. Now that's just beautiful. You present yourself perfectly exactly as you were told. One thing, though, 
I'm going to take your hair down. I prefer a woman's hair to hang loose so I can bury my hands in it. There. Mmm. So soft and silky, sliding between my fingers as I run them up the back of your neck to massage your scalp. Oh, that quiet little moan. Feels good, doesn't it? Letting all that tension go after being pinned up for so long. Or I could take a handful and slowly pull your head back, giving me your lips and your throat. Yes, you like that too. And if I bite you, so responsive, your breathing speeds up, your nipples harden, that sweet little whimper. Oh, pet, are we going to have so much fun? Now, I wrap my other hand around your throat and... Easy. A bit wobbly in the knees, huh? And I didn't even squeeze. I think someone is a little excited. Let's see. Oh, yes, I can feel your heart pounding. But is it fear, thrill, or both? Tell me, Pat. Mostly thrill? <laughs> Good. Such soft skin and such hard nipples. Should I squeeze them, pinch them? Mm -hmm, yes. What about pulling on them? Oh, poor thing. Caught between my fist in your hair and my fingers on your nipple. No way to move to relieve the pain. Mm -hmm. And now, when I twist, oh, good girl. No flinching. No tensing up, just a little yelp. You're enjoying this so much. Do you want more, Pat? <laughs> Good girl. So let me pinch and pull the other nipple. Maybe slap those tits a bit. <laughs> they bounce and jiggle so nicely. Still, there's so much more of my new toy to play with. For instance, this pretty pussy. There, that got some noise out of you. You don't have to hold back. You can be as loud as you want. No one can hear you. That's it. I like to know that my efforts are appreciated. You're doing so well, Pat. What color are you? Green? My favorite. You're getting me so wet. You're dripping all over my hand. Mmm, you're so delicious. Here, taste. Oh, my, what a talented tongue. 
we'll have to explore that more later. Right now, I need more of that pussy. Are you steady? I'm going to let go of your hair. Good. Turn around. Put your hands on the coffee table. Spread your legs wider. There. Up to your toes. You're going to stay there until I tell you to relax. If you put your feet down before I tell you, you'll get ten strokes of my belt. Is that clear? That's a good pet. Now hold still. So sweet. Hot, red, and wet. Just the way I like. Does my tongue feel good? Does it soothe the sing? Even as the stubble on my face makes it worse. Mm, your poor little pussy. So sore and tender. It's okay. Sir will take care of you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You can come. You can come. I want it. I want to feel it. Taste it, hear it. Yes, that's it. Good girl, good girl. Enjoyed that, did you? Well, I hope it was worth it. Where are your feet? Yes, flat on the floor. Lost your concentration during orgasm. Shame. You know what comes next, then. Lay over the edge of the couch. Stretch your arms out in front of you. Forward. A little more. Center the arm under your hips, not your stomach. There. Straighten your legs. Now pull them back for a minute. Okay. Straighten them again and hook your heels under the chair. Good. Now, I'm going to tie you. We don't have that level of trust yet. What I'm going to do is wrap this rope around your far leg of the couch and pull this end up here. Hold them in your hands. Wrap it around if you want. This will keep your hands and feet out of the way, but you can still get out of it if you need to. I will only strike your ass and thighs. You will count the strokes. Ready? What's your safe word? Good. Here we go. Yellow? Are you okay? What's wrong? 
<laughs> Too gentle. Good girl. Thank you for telling me that. Let's start again. Better? I understand. You disobeyed my order, unintentionally or not, and you need to feel your punishment in order to feel that you've earned my forgiveness. There! Stand up. Deep breaths. That's better. You did well. And it was a minor slip, so it's a small punishment. But you handled it beautifully. Held your position and didn't struggle. I'm pleased. Also, hard as a rock. You have a lovely ass. And the stripes from my belt, well, they make it even prettier. I think I'd like to admire it for a bit while you suck my cock. I'll sit in the chair and you, well, you get on your hands and knees. And that's it. Now, service me. Show me your appreciation for my discipline. Hmm. That's good. Aren't you back? Lift your ass up so I can see it. Ah. Better. Look at me. Let me see those eyes. Oh, lovely. No, don't bob your head, rock back and forth. Pretend there's another man behind you fucking that dripping pussy. God, I felt that moan all the way to my toes. You like that idea, pet? Two men dominating your body, using you for their pleasure? Well, if we decide to do this again, I might be able to arrange that. We'll have to see. Easy. Slow down. I can see that excites you, but there's no rush. I'm nowhere near ready to come yet. (sighs) You are very good at this. I'm so eager to please. I'm glad that you spoke up about wanting this. Oh, think about what you would have missed. All right, enough. Climb up here and straddle me. It's time to fuck that pussy. There we are. Damn, you're so tight. These tits are in just the right spot for me to bite and suck while you ride my cock. That's it, pet. Bounce that ass. 
I'm going to squeeze and spank it while I torture you, your nipples, your body, with my teeth, until you come. Fuck. You like the sound of that, don't you? Go for it, girl. Ride me as hard as you want. Fuck yourself with my cock until you can't take it anymore. That's it. Come on, pet. Show me how good it feels. Come for me. Oh, fuck, yes, that's it. Good girl. There. You what? What color? Still green? Good. Oh, no, I'm not finished with my little toy yet. On the coffee table, hands and knees. Now, stay there while I loop my belt around your hips, buckle it loosely, and sink my cock into you. This gives me leverage and keeps me from fucking you off the table. God, yes, the heat from your pussy and that pretty red ass feels so fucking Good. You like this, pet? You like this? The feeling of my cock as it slams into you, hard and fast, pushing you closer and closer to the edge? No, don't come yet, pet. Not until I do. This time, we come together. Almost there. A little more. That's it, pet. Come, come, come now. Yes, scream, buck, squeeze my cock. Fuck yes, that's it. Fuck yes, good girl. Shit. Come on, good girl, come for me. Mm. You're a little shaky, huh? It's okay. I've got you. Here. On the couch, lean against me. I think I can reach. Here, drink some of this. Not too fast. There you go. Breathe. And some more water. Good girl. Now, open. <laughs> that moan. I take it that you like grapes. That's it. Piece of cheese. Open. There. Good girl. Mm. This was fun. Mm -hmm. Seemed like I knew exactly what you wanted. <laughs> well, I did. You really went to extensive detail that night you got drunk. I had a lot of inspiration to work from. <laughs> oh, are you blushing? Mm -hmm. Such a sweet little pet. Anytime you want to play again, just let me know. The name of that script is Only Your Bartender Knows. The name of that script writer is Mythmisa. 
You can find them on Pastebin, M-Y-T-H-M-Y-S-S-A. One more time for that link for the tip jar, shall we, as we close up shop. Because I know that that was damn good, so pay me like a damn good. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did, too. Christy says, I'm too shy to participate, but I'm enjoying the show. Kisses. Thank you, Chrissy. Sydney just sent it a tip. Thank you, Sydney. Appreciated. Okay. That was two Rock'em Sock'em hours all the way through. Almost no Mr. Tums trouble whatsoever. Could get used to that. Oh, my. So I think that just about sets us up. Got one little piece of smut for next time. Let's just save that. And that will be the stream going off Discord now. Or going off Twitch now. Yes, very good.